All right, welcome to our first episode of Once Upon East 112. Um, this is Aaron Avra, and I also have my friend and other uh, host, Donatus Carroll. How are you doing, Donatus? I'm doing great, Aaron, man. Excited to be on this podcast. Excited to start this new podcast journey with you. Um, I know it's something we've talked about and kind of kicked the idea around. Um, I think the first time we kind of talked about it was maybe last year, beginning part of this year. Um, and I think we both just kind of said it as a joke. And then what was it, a, a week ago or I guess Friday, you said, hey, why don't we start a podcast? And, and here we are. So I'm excited, man. Excited to be on this journey with you. I don't know where it's going to go, but hopefully it, uh, it takes off. Hey, hopefully eventually ends up with us uh, being able to <laughs> quit our day job. But I think that's everyone's goal when they, uh, they start a podcast. But yeah, I remember that we, we talked about doing this jokingly. And then, you know, one of the topics we'll get to, Miles Garrett, um, for those who hopefully listen. Um, spoiler alert, I am probably the biggest Browns fan in the state of Georgia. And <laughs> so um, once the Miles Garrett situation went down, which we'll discuss, we were like, we have to do this now. And so, I mean, here we are. Here we are, finally making this thing happen. Yeah, and I can, um, I can, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but I can, I can confirm that he has been a Browns fan for at least um, eight years, uh, which is when we met was eight years ago, which is crazy. But I, I don't. He claims to have been a Browns fan before that. I can't, I can't confirm that for sure. But I know for the past eight years, he's been a Browns fan. So he's not a bandwagon fan. He's He's been I legit been, for at least eight years. Since Tim Couch was throwing a Dennis <laughs> way back when. Um, you know, pretty young. So therefore that's not, that's not one of those that you could just Google either. <laughs> it's a it's <laughs> bad Browns year. So I can't even claim like the good stuff. It's when they got back in ninety nine, even a little I mean like two thousand, two thousand one, uh, and I have been torture ever since. Uh, <laughs> So let's let's dive a little bit into uh, into our name. I know it's not uh, the goal is sports, right? And normally with a you know with a podcast name, you may would name it around some form of sports reference, um, anything to do with sports to let people know what it's about. But we settled on the name Once Upon uh, East One Twelve. You want to kind of let our listeners know, you know, what that's in reference to, what East One Twelve is, since unless you are a part of it, you don't really know it. Um, just let them know. Right. So I know if you're not a part of it, Once Upon East 112 kind of sounds a little cultish. I can assure you we're <laughs> not a cult. <laughs> just going to go ahead and put that out there for anybody who has any questions at all. No, um, East 112. So Aaron and I both met. We both went to Reinhardt University in the um, Georgia. Shout out to, to Reinhardt in the booming metropolis metropolis of Waleska, Georgia. Um, population, I'm pretty sure 36. Average age is around 75. <laughs> and then a college um, right in the middle of it. <laughs> then a college right in the middle of it, too. So um, we both met at Reinhardt, and East 112 was the name of our apartment. We, uh, Aaron was there my freshman year. Obviously, as a freshman, I couldn't live with upperclassmen, so I lived in a uh, freshman dorm, Cobb. Um, 
different stories for different times. But East 112, we we lived together my sophomore year, Aaron's junior year, we lived together. And um I don't I don't really remember what our first early um let's call them disagreements were about. Um but I know they started at East 112 and we've kind of been disagreeing since then. Um, over the past couple of years, we've kind of started to see more eye to eye. Um, but I'm sure there's still things that we disagree about. Um, one of our first topics that I can remember, I remember like one, one memory for sure was, um, we were in, we were in the apartment yelling about whether Tim Tebow was a competent quarterback (laughs) or not. So, um, I don't know how much we'll argue on this podcast, but I know if Tebow gets brought up, we'll probably get to arguing again. So that's kind of that's kind of how we got started. Yeah, East One Twelve was our little mecca, and the goal was uh, that everyone from year on out, because because at Reinhardt um, we had squatters for the for the apartment, and so I was already there. I quote unquote squatted and stayed, and so I could pick whoever I wanted to come in. Uh, and so I brought Don to in and our goal was that we could look like years down the line. And we had some quote unquote descendants um, <laughs> in East 112, which I've been told has been broken because all the other people became RAs and that's a different story. But yeah, no, it's Tim Tebow, uh, which I ended up being incorrect on. I still hold that the Jets ruined him, but I ended up being incorrect that Tebow would be a quarterback and that um, and Kobe Bryant, we have had a ton Oh man, of arguments and Kobe Bryant arguments, and that Kobe Bryant's a ball hog, and that Kobe Bryant was bringing them down. But those are once again discussions for a uh, a different time. So that just kind of lets you in a little bit on where the name Once Upon East One Twelve came from. It's a it's a shout out back to kind of where where Donitz and I lived for the year at college. We lived together, um, and and this whole relationship and disagreement and love of discussing sports sprung and that we continue to text i mean daily daily what's going on in the sports world hence also why we wanted to put it on um on some audio and you know see if if anything sticks um so yeah so let's uh let's move into the thing that i am going to say started this podcast which is probably one of the top five defensive ends in the league, Miles Garrett for the Browns Um, going crazy. I'm not going to say going crazy. Let me take that back. Um, (laughs) But having an instance where he was what I'm going to say, helping Mason Rudolph put his helmet back on and sparked this giant (laughs) riot on the field. And me as a Browns fan watching it. I mean, I see the clock. There's eight seconds remaining. Um, and a fight breaks out, and I just could not believe what I was seeing. Um, so, Don, do you have what, what? What? What is your thought on the matter, and 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 kind of how it transpired out, and how the suspensions are? I know we have Garrett's um, um, appeal tomorrow, uh, which we'll talk about as well. And in my hopes that you know he gets a definite number. But but what what are your thoughts on the matter? Who started it? is what we're all kind of a lot of people are talking about. Was it Garrett's fault? Was it Rudolph's fault? Was it whose fault was it? Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll kind of give you my perspective of things. I watched a little bit of the game. Obviously I'm not a, I'm not a huge Browns fan. I'm the um, president. I would like to say of the Browns bandwagon club, 
which um gives me the freedom to hop on and off as the Browns as the Browns which too is good debatable. Too good. It's a debatable bandwagoner. Uh, haven't decided if I've let him on yet, but you may, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. No, no, no. Yeah, um, yeah. So, right. My 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 uh my bandwagon fan card is still still in um still in limbo, but we'll see. So, anyways, I I went to bed. Uh, probably end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. I want to say the score was probably around 21 to seven. I think at that point, I may be wrong, but anyways, I I figured, you know, this game is the Browns have dominated defensively, especially defensively all game. Um, Offensively, they were doing good too, but you know, I figured I'd go to bed. My only other reason for staying up would be for fantasy purposes. Aaron and I are both in the same fantasy league. So I, I went to bed. Um, I woke up, obviously, to check to see. Um, Aaron had, I think, a couple of uh, people playing, and then I was playing James Conner, who at that point had already been rolled out for the game with a the, with the shoulder injury. So um, I woke up just to see, make sure that Conner hadn't secretly came in and scored like 30 points. So I'm checking on ESPN, and I see um, Miles Garrett. Um, what was the headline? Miles Garrett scuffle or something like that and um i had received a couple of notifications talking about how miles garrett had got into a scuffle and whatnot and so i figured this is just like any other normal football fight you know eight seconds left um you know maybe a disagreement so i watched the video so imagine and i think it was this way for for most people unless you saw it um the first time you see the video i thought what the heck is going on you know like because the first time you see the video um they don't pause it they don't slow it down you just see um garrett tackle rudolph to the ground um he's being pushed back a helmet comes off garrett swings the helmet looks like he might have connected with rudolph um and so my first thought was, wow, what, ha- what has happened? Um, Garrett's lost his mind. He's gone crazy. Um, he's gone rogue. You know, like somebody, <laughs> somebody stopped this guy. Um, so my first, my first thought was that kind of stuff cannot happen in the sport of football whatsoever, no matter what. Um, you know, I don't care what somebody says, what somebody does to you. There's no excuse for that kind of stuff in football. So, obviously, that was Friday. Um, that's all that ESPN talked about. That's all they talked about on Get Up. That's all they talked about on First Take. Um, that's all they talked about on NFL, on NFL Live. But, you know, the more, Aaron, that I, that I watched the video, um, I began to kind of form my own opinions as opposed to opinions of just the, um, the analysts and the, the commentators and um, the people that kind of, get paid to do this kind of stuff for a living. I started to form my own opinion. And um, my, my thing on it is this um, Mason Rudolph had to have done or said something to Miles Garrett um, to cause him to, to react that way. Um, obviously I don't know Miles Garrett personally, um, but I do know that Miles Garrett has done a lot for the city of Cleveland since he's gotten there. Um, I do know that everybody that you talk to about him, um, all the reports that come out about him is Miles Garrett is a standout guy. Um, I think you're absolutely right earlier when you said he's a top five defensive end. Um, 
I think you can make the argument he's a top 10 defensive player in the league um, and arguably a top top three defensive and defensive lineman. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, um, Khalil Mack, J.J. Watt, um, Miles Garrett, I think they're all in that same kind of top tier defensive lineman. The Bosa lineman. brothers are up there too. The Bosa, Bosa brothers, yeah, absolutely. Um Garrett, but Garrett's right up there with the rest of them. Um, and so, you know, something something had to have been said to him or done to him to cause him to react that way. And as you kind of – you see the video slow down. Um, you see that, that Rudolph kicks at his groin. You also see that Rudolph is trying to pull out his helmet um, first. Rudolph is pulling out his helmet first to kind of get it off. Um which backfires tremendously as it would when you're going against a guy that's 6'5 and 280 pounds um, of just human, <laughs> I don't know, human <laughs> human athletic strength. I mean, the guy's just, nothing but muscle. He, like, he's nothing but muscle, man. I mean, I don't know what Rudolph was thinking. Um, but, you know, you see, you see, um, Rudolph, Rudolph chase after him with the chase after him without a helmet, which I think is a bad business call to begin with. That's just not a good life decision. <laughs> um, but you know, for whatever reason, anyways, to answer your question, I think I think Rudolph had to have said or or done something to start it. Um, I think that Rudolph is the instigator. We're almost a week a week into the thing, and it doesn't look like um, Rudolph's going to get suspended. Um, but I think he deserves to be suspended or fined or something like that. Because to me, um, it looks like Rudolph started it. I don't know if something was said or done. I would imagine, um, you know, seeing that this is Garrett's first kind of instance with something like this, I would imagine something had to have been said or done um, that caused him to react that way. Obviously, he said he lost his cool. Um, you know, whether he blacked out or not, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, my thoughts are... Rudolph started it. Um, I think, you know, the suspension is suspended indefinitely. We'll see what comes from the appeal. I think, um, you know, six games, I think, is more than enough of a suspension for for Garrett. I don't think they'll overturn it completely. Um, but, you know, I'm interested to know your perspective and your thoughts as a Brown fan, Browns fan um, from yeah, what I, you I saw so. and then what you think. Um, what you think the appeal is going to be, whether they'll overturn it completely or if they'll put a number to the to the suspension or not. So I think I'm pretty sure Rudolph ended up actually getting a fine of like thirty five thousand or, or awesome. something like minuscule like that. Right. Um, I say minuscule as if I have thirty five thousand, but <laughs> <True>. <laughs> based on what it was. But I definitely think uh, Rudolph was the instigator. We you mentioned the the pulling of the helmet. You mentioned the kicking the groin. Um, the thing that I continue to, to think about is, you know, we're talking about a guy in Miles Garrett who got sucker punched by a fan uh, in his own car before the season began and did nothing but sent a, a tweet about it. And right, right. person, uh, I'm not going to say he's not normal. So any other person um, who may would do what Garrett did on the field would have probably also went after this fan. So I'm just like, Miles Garrett is a very even kilter person. Right. Uh, for you to get 
punched in the face and do nothing um, kind of takes a really chill person. So I don't know what was said. Something had to have been done throughout the game. Uh, I, I, I don't feel like this is an isolated incident where it was just the helmet pulling and kicking. I feel like there had to have been something said or done constantly. All I know is because I, I was like you, I was about to go to sleep. We are eight seconds left from a <laughs> when I'm watching it on my phone. And then I see someone getting curb stomped in the end zone because uh, I see Pouncey just like curb stomping. Oh, yeah. like, hey, somebody, you know, stop this dude. Um, and so when they show it back, I was I was shocked by what I saw. Um, my hope and my thinking of when, when they go into the appeal tomorrow is that because if my understanding is correct, that if something happens in the field of play, they can't suspend you indefinitely based on the CBA. Um, mm-hmm. They have to give you a certain amount of, of days. So I do think there will be there there will be a result of a definite number as opposed to you're suspended until we feel like in state you. Um, right. I think six days or six days six games is is you know a fair amount. He did you know club him on the head with the helmet. I wouldn't right. be surprised if it was just the remainder of the season, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they really try and. Um, make a point and make it a 10 game suspension where right. he misses the remainder of this year. And then he also misses four games next year, unless, you know, fingers crossed, we make the playoffs and then we're just missing him. And that takes away a game. Uh, but I would not be surprised <clears throat> um, if they really try and make it stick and say, all right, that's fine. It's not indefinite, but it's 10 games, um, which depending on who we play next year, uh, within the first four games could or couldn't hurt us uh, losing Garrett is a huge blow to our defense he gives us that nice pressure up front uh, Olivier Vernon has been hurt the past two weeks uh, which Chad Thomas um, has done a wonderful job of getting a rush in Olivier Vernon spot um, so I think if we get Vernon back healthy um, the other side will be taken care of by, by Chad Thomas and we'll be you know, perfectly fine for the time being. Um, but my biggest thing is, I guess, the impact. And I've, I've looked at the schedule to kind of see, you know, where does this leave the Browns for our playoff hunt? Because um, now we are, quote unquote, in the hunt if we went out. Um, and we have a fairly easy schedule yeah. next six games. We play yeah. uh, the Dolphins next week which I think is – or this coming week, which I think is, a, a, you know, a dub. It, it's That's a gimme, yeah. Um, we play the Steelers, which they made a business decision the NFL did and moved that game to 1 o'clock instead of yeah, playing the Yeah, that was, that was smart on their side. Well, I honestly think they would have made – gotten more views that way because we're two weeks removed from, from the helmet tomahawk to the head. But <laughs> either way, Mason Rudolph played terribly – against yeah. us yeah he uh, and so i think we'll win that one we got the Bengals uh win um we have the cardinals which could be close but i think our defense will be too much for kyler we got the ravens uh <clears throat> which i am going to call a toss-up because we took it to them earlier in the season and they're coming to cleveland 
Um, but if there's anyone that I see that could be a loss, it's the Ravens. So we ended out with the Bengals. So I, I honestly still think that even without Miles Garrett, if we lose him for the next six games, we still have a stretch where we can go five and one um, and kind of sneak into the playoffs. But then I don't see that we have any chance, no matter in the playoffs, because we don't have a good track record this year against winning teams. I mean, the 49ers smoked us. We couldn't hold off the Seahawks. The Patriots uh, killed us in the first quarter. Uh, and then we couldn't beat the Brandon Allen Broncos, which another story blew my mind. <laughs> um, but I, I think we can still sneak in. Um, I, I think losing Miles Garrett is big. However, it doesn't ruin our season, I don't think. Uh, what are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, so um... – I think you know the only um the only two tough games in your schedule I think is going to be having to go to Arizona um and then having to play Baltimore which thankfully I think Baltimore Baltimore is coming to to Cleveland um seeing yeah. that you beat them by what 15 in Baltimore um I don't think that you should have a problem beating them in Cleveland but then you know those those division games, those rivalry games are always kind of toss-up games. Everybody kind of brings their A game and tries to make it tough. Um, I can see Rudolph um, wanting to prove himself in Pittsburgh, um, but I just I don't think that Pittsburgh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster is out with a concussion and a possible knee injury. Um, Deontay Johnson's out with a concussion. Um, you know, you don't know with concussion protocol, you don't know if those two are going to be back. Um, after this week for that Cleveland game or not. Um, you still don't know what's going on with Connor. Is he going to miss another game? Is he going to be good to go? Um, but I just – I don't see I don't see the Steelers playing that one. I think, I think Rudolph's going to play. Obviously, he can't play any worse than he played um, Thursday night. But I think he, he could use that game as, try, as a game to kind of uh, try and prove himself. So – you know, I think I think they'll play they'll play better, but I think the only tough games the Browns have are going to Arizona um, with that offense. How how does how does the Browns defense handle that offense? Um, and then obviously playing Baltimore, um, which you know, <clears throat> um, it seemed like you guys had an answer for Lamar Jackson, a better answer than anybody else has this this season um and i think i think i think five and one i think the browns can easily go five and one i wouldn't be surprised to see them go six and oh um as far as the the um the impact that that garrett is going to have obviously you watch the browns you kind of know them more uh a lot better than i do um but i i don't think that it's going to have too much of a of an impact um on the browns defense you guys seem to be decently um decently deep on the defensive line. Um seeing that Ogan Joby's only gonna miss one game, I think. Um, you know, seeing as it's against the Dolphins, that's kind of a gimme game either. So you should kind of have everybody back at full strength ready to go after this week. And um I think you guys can kind of make this make this playoff push. Um about the suspension, I think six games is plenty of enough. And of course in in no way are either one of us condoning what Miles Garrett did as right. Um, but you know, I think we both see it the same way that that Rudolph did instigate it. Um, again, not that Garrett's response was okay, but 
I think the NFL kind of needs to be a little understanding. Um, I've heard multiple people say, you know, the same thing about wanting to make a um, um, an example out of him. I heard an analyst saying it's and it's true. You know, people don't regularly swing at other people with their helmet. Um, and so <laughs> I don't think it's one of those things where the NFL needs to say we're going to make a, we're going to make an example out of Miles Garrett. We're going to suspend it for 10 games or 14 games or 16 games. Cause I can just about promise you, you you'll probably never see this again in your lifetime. Um, if you do, it's going to be a, a very isolated rare instance. Um, again, people don't just usually go into football games thinking I'm going to pull this guy's helmet off and beat him with it. <laughs> so I, I, I I understand that the NFL wants to send a, a send a statement and send a message, um, but I don't think they need to do that by doing ten games or more. I think six games will suffice. Um, that would be the longest suspension um, in season suspension for a player, and I think you get your point across there as well. I agree. Yeah, I, I think I think six games is plenty. I know Goodell is is suspension happy at right. times. He's kind of licking his chops at this. Like I've never seen it before. Let me let me figure out what I want to do. Uh, right. Yeah. But all, um, like like Donna said, we are not condoning it. We just feel that it was instigated. Um, luckily, you know, I don't think it kills the Brown season. The biggest thing we're losing is he has ten sacks on the year. Uh, the next one in line is Ogan Joby, who also got a one game suspension for pushing down. Um, uh, Miles Rudolph pushing down Mason Rudolph, but he has five, and then that Chad Thomas and, and Olivier Vernon both have three. So I just feel like I feel like those will amplify when he's gone. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, I'm going to end it with uh, with hashtag Free Miles Garrett. I don't condone it, but I want him free and back with the Browns. Free Miles Garrett, <laughs> SAP. Um, <laughs> and so now. Uh, Moving on to our second and last topic of the day. Uh, another big news in football. This one coming from the collegiate level. Um, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, hashtag tank for Tua, uh, went down with, I believe it was, what, a hip, uh, a dislocated yeah, hip. Yeah, dislocated hip injury. Done for the season. I've, I've seen people argue, why was he even out there to begin with? My family is huge Alabama fans. My dad raised us that way. No, I did not once again jump on that with Nick Saban. Uh, you're going to learn about me that I love bad teams. I love good teams. Uh, I just love the sport. Uh, <laughs> this is probably the only good, good team I like. Um, and I wondered the same. Wondered, you know. Why, why is Tua out there when he got hurt the game before? Now they're going to miss him for the entire year. Um, and this is the same injury, supposedly, that took down him. I say supposedly because both of us were too young for this, but the one that took Bo Jackson um, out and ended his career. Uh, um, I did not know that. Yeah, so this is yeah, this is the big point they're making is is this type of injury ruined Bo Jackson's career. Yeah. And now we see through a tag of Iloa with the same injury. I guess what I want to talk about is um your take on you know, Tua goes down. Should Tua have been out there? Um, how do you think this impacts, you know, Alabama moving forward? We know they lost to LSU, they're outside looking into the playoffs. Um, are they going to be able to sneak in now without him and go with Mac Jones, who is not a scrub by any means, but he's not Tua. 
Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so obviously losing to a man is a huge loss for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, you know, it's tough to talk about whether he should have been out there, whether he shouldn't have been out there. Um, you know, I think to me, in some ways, it's kind of a, a one of those freak injuries. Um, you don't hear about too many football players with a dislocated hip. Um, you know, I've been, been watching the sport since I was, you know, eight, nine years old, and I'm 27 now. Um, so that's about nine, 18 years, and this is the first time I've heard of somebody dislocating their hip um, at any level, college or NFL. Um, so, you know, and it, it, you know, it's one of those plays. He's rolling out of the pocket. He's throwing the ball away. He's got two people coming down on him. They tackle him. It looks like they kind of drove him into the ground. Um, you know, obviously different topic for a different different time. I don't think they intentionally meant to hurt him or anything like that. Um, so something like this is hindsight 2020, right? Um, Tua has a dislocated hip. And obviously the, the easiest thing to say is why was he in? He shouldn't have been playing. You got to think, though, um, and I heard, you know, obviously Saban came out and Saban feels terrible about it. Um, Saban, Saban came out and said, you know, if we don't play Tua and they lose, then everybody's wondering, why didn't you play Tua? Um, but, you know, if Tua doesn't get hurt, nobody's nobody's questioning it. Now, obviously, he does get hurt. And so um, whether he should have been in or not, you know, from what I understand, he, he didn't practice at all. Um and and during warm-ups, he, he didn't look like himself. So from that side of things, you know, if you haven't practiced all, all week and you don't look like yourself going through the warm-ups, um, I think you can make the argument that he should not have been in. Um, you know, Bama's so deep, and that wide receiver core is so stinking good, man, um, that as long as you have a competent quarterback, I think you can – you probably could have beat – were they playing, I think, Mississippi State – uh, yes. Um, so I think, you know, with, with Mac Jones, you could probably beat Mississippi state anyways. Um, but I just got to believe, man, this, this really hurts their, their playoff chances. Um, they've got to go to Auburn still and play, play at Auburn, which is always a tough game. Um, that's going to be a hard, and then I don't know who they got the rest of their schedule, but you know, they won't play in the SEC championship. And if there's some way that they get into the playoffs, um, I just – I don't imagine that it's going to look good, say, against um, Clemson or Ohio State or if they were to have to play LSU again. Um, so, I, I – yeah, you, And you bring up a, a really good point of what you heard. I didn't even think about the fact that when Saban said, you know, they would lose and, and looking back at the game – uh, Tua goes down at 35 to right. seven. Uh, the remainder of the game with Mac Jones, they only score one more touchdown. Yeah. So, kind of wondering how does that offense move? You know, Mac Jones has led them before when Tua has been absent, but it was against some of the, the softer competition that Alabama had at the beginning of the season. Um, can they win that game without Tua? Which then leads to, you know, can you go to Auburn? And beat Auburn, who's a pretty good team yeah. this year, um, without Tua. And and the defense has struggled all year. Uh, the Alabama lost a bunch of a bunch of guys early in the season, uh, and now you're down. You know, you're the top rated quarterback 
in my, I, I feel in college football, right. going to a 12 ranked Auburn uh, at the end of the season. I think, you know, next week they play Western Carolina this coming week. Um, and so that's a nice little warm up yeah. game for Mac Jones to get ready for Auburn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think when we hit the end of it, um, Alabama is going to be out on the outside looking in that LSU loss really, really hurt them. Um, you know, LSU looks like a really good team yeah. right now. And they're actually my favorite to, to win it all. I think they'll go to the SEC title. I think they will dominate Georgia because oh, yeah. Georgia's off not look yeah. good. Um, Joe Burrow, you know, wherever he came from, uh, I know he came from Ohio State and he played last year, but this was not the Joe Burrow that uh, that played last year. This guy is playing out of his mind. Uh, I think the way he's playing, he's going to kill Georgia's um, defense. And they're actually – this is off topic. But they're, they're my favorites to, to win it all after watching them play Alabama. Oh, yeah. uh, but I do think Alabama ends up on the outside looking in. Um, even if Georgia loses in the SEC title game, I don't know if I see Alabama beating Auburn. Um, and with that being said, you know, that gives them two losses. They drop. They're definitely out. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think as an Alabama fan, your best hope is probably going to be that um, Ohio State loses to either Penn State or um, uh, Michigan, and um, that LSU beats Georgia, and maybe you get in as a four seed. Maybe Clemson has a slip up somewhere. Um, LSU is the best team in the nation. I've known that since they played my Texas Longhorns week two. Um, they're they're. They're by far, to me, the best team in the in the country. Um, but I think that's Alabama's best bet. You know, is is they they win out, they beat Auburn, um, and I don't think it matters necessarily. It shouldn't matter now that two was out how ba- how how they beat Auburn, whether um, it's a possession or not. But I think their best bet is to to win out and then hope that um, Ohio State slips up and maybe Clemson slips up somewhere too. And then maybe if they, they can hope LSU somehow gets taken down by Georgia. Right. I, I think Clemson has the easiest road. Right. They have the ACC is, is fairly weak this year. Yeah. Um, Clemson's in. They punched their ticket. They're done. Uh, I don't foresee Ohio State losing those two. Jim Harbaugh right. can't beat uh, Ohio State. And Penn State is hit or miss if they look really yeah. good or if they just look okay. They never look bad, but it's either they're really good or they're okay. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like you said, even with the Georgia loss to LSU, I don't know if, if they put Alabama in, um, because they're, you know, they're down that quarterback and depending how he plays, um, if anything, and I'm not trying to make light of the situation, uh, kind of relaying it back to a little bit of the NFL is, is, uh, you know, the Miami Dolphins who were tanking for Tua supposedly, um, have not won two games and decided to, you know, participate in the NFL. <laughs> right. And now it's not looking that bad that they have won two games because I, I have a few people I work with. It's, uh, I'm a teacher, by the way. I teach middle school. Uh, and there's a few people I work with who are Miami Dolphins fans who are from Florida. And they were like, why are we winning games? And now that two is down, it's like, okay, we can win some <laughs> games. And we can see that Brian Flores is all right. So I, I do hope that Tua can have a successful career after this. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see him similar to um, hopefully, I, once again, I do not know the severity of this injury in terms of what all it takes to get over it, if you can get over it. But I'm, I'm hoping we see him similar to 
if you remember, um, oh, what's his name? Willis McGay, yeah. the, the running back who came out of Miami, who completely obliterated his knee, yeah. uh, um, his final season at Miami, ended up getting drafted in like the third or fourth round and went on to have uh, not a dominant career, but a successful NFL career when people thought that he wasn't going to be able to. Right. Um, so that's my hope for Tua is that he can go on. He'll, he'll you know, he's obviously not going to be, unfortunately, a first round pick anymore with the uncertainty unless he just has like these superhuman uh, genes that just heal uh, like Wolverine and everything is back to normal. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's throwing at his pro day, which I mean, that's that's not going to happen. But uh, in that world, maybe. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I, I just see I have gone on all sorts of tangents and I need to slow that down. <laughs> um <laughs> But I, I hope he has a successful career past this. I hope he can get over this. I hope that the medicine uh, since the Bo Jackson days has gotten good enough to actually be able to heal him to play again because uh, he has way too much talent. Uh, and it would be so unfortunate um, if this was the end of his career and it's when you're up, you know, 35 to 7. I thought they should have pulled him when they went up really quickly like 14-0 or we're up 21-7. I'm like, "All right, this is this is a good cushion." Right. It's about time to to pull him, but you know, uh it's the game of football. It's unfortunate. I just hope that he can bounce back. Yeah, for sure. I uh, you know, you're right. It is it is really unfortunate. Um but I uh, you know, again to me it's kind of a freak injury. Um but yeah, you know, I, I, ho- I hope he's able to come back strong too. Um, I don't know if we have time to get into it tonight, but I am interested to kind of know um, your thoughts about whether, and this could probably be in our next episode, but I'm, I'm interested to know whether um, Tua should come back for another year or not. I know he's had, somebody said he's had four uh, surgeries in I think 24 games or something, something crazy like that. Um, he's had ankle problems, knee problems. Um, doesn't make sense for him to come back. And then also, we'll we'll probably end up talking either you know in the next few episodes or closer to the draft. How far does how far does Tua drop? Um, how far does this injury cause him to drop? Do you take him number one at Miami and um, you know just let him sit behind Fitzpatrick or? Does he drop to the mid middle of the the draft order, or does he drop to the end? So, kind of interested to know your thoughts on that. Big goat Fitzpatrick. Big goat Fitzpatrick. (laughs) And that is what we are going to call ourselves a cliffhanger. Those good job. There we go. There we go. We (laughs) talked a little bit about (laughs) Tua again because as long as you know he's hurt and he's a big name, we're probably going to be talking about him. not to get into it, we can talk about it later. I, I do think uh, that he should leave. I think because he has had a lot of injuries. Um, I think now is the time to try and maximize on that money while you can yeah. um, before your body says, I'm done. Right. Um, and right now, his body is wanting to say, I'm yeah. done. Um, but that is our first episode. We've done it. We've done we it. have had one episode. Of this dream that is coming true. Uh, I hope that if you listen, you will rejoin us next week. Uh, we are going to be dropping a podcast. Uh, the goal is every Thursday. I do know that 
Next Thursday is Thanksgiving. So we'll hopefully have a Thanksgiving themed episode for you. Uh, thank you for joining in. My name is Aaron. My co-host is Donatus Carroll. I go by Dom. Thank you guys <laughs> so much for joining. Let us know. Um, comments, message us, text us, call us. Let us know what you guys thought. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what topics you guys want to hear us talk about as well. The good, the bad, the ugly, what we talk about. Want to join us? Let us know. We would love to have people on with us. Um, and we are out. Peace.